Good morning. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday. It's also Mental Health Monday. It's May. Yay. May 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> it is. Sorry, I had to. May 4th is the little <laughs> Star Wars uh, moment as well. And I know that uh, Heidi is probably excited about that. I think there's Star Wars fans in their household mm-hmm. as well. So it's a, a good day. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Well, happy Mental Health Monday, Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Okay, I promised she was there just a minute ago. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, I know oh, it has. Uh-oh, you guys lost me. There we me. go. It was oh, nice. my gosh, go. how unepic. Like, I was like, oh, like, oh, may the fourth be with you. And, like, then you were like, wait, we had her a minute ago. That was yeah, really yeah. It was my mistake. So, you no, know, it's cool. so, there are only happy 100 Monday. buttons in front of me. So, happy right. technology Monday. Oh, it my goodness. Monday. Yes, we're going to make right, it, you guys. We're going to make it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, thanks be to God, we we have all that we need. Sometimes I just forget to press the right buttons when there are a hundred <laughs> buttons on five different screens in front of me. So I apologize, everyone. Um, but it is it is Mental Health Monday. Time to check in. Mm-hmm. And uh, excited this week, we get to talk about um, personality types, which is kind of one of my favorite things. I started learning about that in college. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not the same old boring conversation about personality types. So we'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. <laughs> time to check in, though. Time to check in with everybody. I, yeah. You know, the last few weeks I've enjoyed checking in with each of you and uh, just kind of getting an update of, of how each of you are doing and, and what's going on in your families as well. So, uh, Heidi, how are how are things in the Gaiman household this week? Everyone still intact? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're good. I would say we had a, a rough week last week, you know, where I, I think it's helpful for me to look at things via week versus via day. Like mm. we had a kind of a rough week. And so I was really excited when Sunday morning came and we were sitting in our living room and we're watching our worship and singing along. And I was like, it's a new week. You know, we could take a, a new week. And Sometimes that just gives you a lot of hope that there's a page to turn over, you know. So some people, days, that's really helpful. But for me, it's like the week is new and that's going to be good. And so I think that's one reason why the rhythm of going to church Sunday mornings is helpful for so many people, too. You know, it's like starting everything with God. So I got so distracted making Darth Vader waffles for my kids this morning <laughs> that I almost didn't show up. And so thanks for that text, Andy. <laughs> That's where I'm at. So I don't know if that bodes well for my week or not well. <laughs> I made waffles yesterday, but I didn't make Darth Vader waffles. So that's well. What are you doing? Slacking. Note to self: What Andy that. needs in his life. <laughs> I don't have a Darth Vader waffle iron, so you need to fix that. Wants to send this one. <laughs> Gladly welcome mm-hmm. that. Uh, Sarah, how are things in the Golseth household this week? Oh, busy. Crazy, stressful. It seems like the usual now. Uh, we're 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 keeping busy. Lots of bike rides. Uh, we had a lot of uh, conversations in parking lots with friends this week, which was nice. Got to see a few more people as we go and come for our mini communion services, and and uh, my husband and I get to record our church services every week for our congregation, so we get to see some people in the parking lot, socially distanced, uh, when we come and go for that too. So, and he's he's been back to work. Uh, he, he works at a bike shop and it's been insane lately for them 
because now that everyone is home, uh, everyone wants to bike. <laughs> so it has been nuts for him. He's just exhausted every day after work, which, you know, good and bad. Um, but I'm glad people are outside riding bikes because that is also one of my favorite things. So that's life for us right now. And it's it, it's been pretty nice weather. We had a couple of rainy days here in St. Louis, but it's been fairly nice. It's been really nice. temperatures here in St. And Louis. And the parks are open again, too, for uh, for us in the county. So... Yeah. So that means we get to go mountain biking. Get to be outside. I got to do some more planting this weekend, so a little more gardening, planting some flowers at church, trying to uh, just uh, brighten up things on the, around the, the church grounds, just a few things um, as we prepare for uh, some parking lot services in the near future. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I got to be outside and got a little too much sun, which was oh, yeah. nice. Yes. So. All is good. Okay, so I, I just needed to be outside and have enjoyed that, but that's one of those things that I enjoy. That's my personality type, and uh, you know, being out—it's part of my my personality, I should say. I enjoy being outside. But we—I I alluded to personality types and talking about that today. We've talked about introverts, extroverts, even ambiverts before mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. on the coffee hour. How is labeling personality types or preferences helpful? Heidi, what do you think? Is it helpful? Yeah, I, you know, I really struggle with this. Like, I, I do think it's helpful, just like anything in understanding ourselves better, there is a place for it. It is helpful to uh, remember uh, some self-awareness, you know, so how do we dig into that is I think what makes it helpful. So I definitely lean more toward the like unhelpful aspects now. So as you can tell, I'm challenged <laughs> answering this question um, because what happens is we use them as a label and then I'm sure you've seen it thrown around social media, like, and it's our excuse for everything. You know, <laughs> I, I can't connect with people because I'm an introvert, which is just mm -hmm. extremely dangerous, or I can't have any self-control because I'm an extrovert, you know, and, and then, then we switch to throwing the label at someone else, you know, and it's just, it can be really destructive when we label something, but back to the question of how is it helpful? <laughs> I think that anything that builds our self-awareness is productive and growth oriented. And so when we look at, particularly this is developed in the Myers-Briggs inventory, right? And so that's a really full inventory that's well-researched over years and years of research. And we can find out so much about ourselves, especially if we look at all four letters instead of just one letter and kind of see how they interact. Uh, you know, we, how many people who would say they're introverts or extroverts know the other three letters in their Myers-Briggs inventory? Uh, so kind of focusing on how those things interact, I think is more helpful than just the single thing. I am really happy to see this ambivert category come forward because I do think every inventory is on a sliding scale. So if you look at your Myers-Briggs numbers, you're gonna see that you very few people land 100% on one side or 100% on the other side of introvert, extrovert spectrum. Instead, you're somewhere in the middle and higher on one side than the other side. I am the person who's always had numbers very close to the middle in almost every inventory. And so it's really comforting to me to see that, oh, it's, it's kind of normal, it's kind of uh, okay, for lack of a better term, to 
be not a chameleon, but to be flexible in many situations. And that has been helpful for me to dig into who I am. And so I'm curious from you two, what have you experienced with your Myers-Briggs typing? You know, what has been helpful for you? And what have you noticed that's given you self-awareness and where has it been not helpful by chance? Yeah, I think um, I'm an INFJT, and I just checked it to make sure because I wasn't sure when we got into the pandemic if I was actually still an introvert since I missed people so much. Um, <laughs> but with um, my, I like to analyze stuff, and so understanding uh, maybe why uh, why I think the way I think or why I feel the way I feel in certain situations it's helpful for me because I like to analyze and that is also it's like this this weird circle I like to analyze so I analyze when I feel better about analyzing <laughs> um, but then it's also it can be limiting because in some situations I'm like oh I'm an introvert I shouldn't be enjoying this but I do enjoy it and then it's confusing so I don't know it's a weird I love learning about personality types and and the, the why underneath why people function the way that they do. Andy, you're an introvert too, aren't you? <laughs> um, you know what's funny? Ambivert. I, 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 yes, I'm more of an ambivert. I probably am in a similar category to Heidi in that most of those categories for me tend to fall closer to the middle. Um, I've taken the, the Myers-Briggs inventory twice for two different um, classes. And uh, one time it was an E, one time it was an I. So I, I, and they weren't really strong either way. The only category that was the last category, the judging versus perceiving. Um, and this has been almost 15 years since I've taken it. Um, it, it was almost off the charts, Jay, at the time. So it was, <laughs> I no know, comment. shocking, no. <laughs> shocking to all of us here. That If you're familiar with the Myers-Briggs personality type indicator, that means that um, what, that that I, I like to to know what's happening and I make to like to make decisions about it. I like it to everything to be clean <laughs> and clear cut um, and none of this gray in between. But I, I think if I were to take retake the inventory now, um, it would probably be closer to the middle having um, since that time married and now having a child, I think I've learned to be a little more flexible. Um, hmm. Mm -hmm. And just to step back and, and take it all in rather than having to make a decision about something, just let it be. Um, yeah. So I, I appreciate that. And I, I tried not to limit myself to those to those categories. Heidi, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think you just brought up one of the best points is that we are growth oriented people and things in life will also come along that naturally grow us, whether we want them to or not. And so <laughs> we are. We're, we're products of our nature, but we're also products of our nurture, and that nurture is lifelong. We, especially as children of God, understand that our spiritual relationship with him is always in growth mode. You know, we would never want to say that we are, we're, we're mature, we're fine. You know, we don't really need to grow anymore. Instead, as Christians, we embrace growth, we embrace change, and so, we can take an inventory like that to understand ourselves a little bit better and then kind of look at our lives and see what God has done in them to really uh, bring uh, growth and flexibility in certain areas and really help weed out sin in certain areas. You know, I think about, so I was a heavy E in high school 
an extrovert and I had this huge problem where I would talk over people all the time. I still lean toward it as we have seen in this programming, right? Uh, it's something I'll always have to be aware of because I have a lot of thoughts and I just, I'm so excited to share them. Uh, and, and really, cause I want to connect, you know, I think if I look at it from a positive vantage point, but I can be really hurtful to other people. And so watching God work on that and asking him to work in it, that's been a really huge place of growth for me. And I'm sure some introvert can say something similar, like being a huge I, but then God using different people in their lives to bring them out, different situations to grow them in like leadership capacities they didn't expect, you know, stuff like that. And so always remembering that these are earthly things that are good, but God is the one who sees our deepest parts and he knows us more than anyone else. That's a really good place to be too. And I think you're right, especially about parenting and big life changes, marriage, um, things like moving or graduating college, getting a new profession, those things you'll start to see a lot of change, I think, and maybe some movement in your Myers-Briggs inventory because this, you're gonna grow. That's just the nature of change. That's the way it works. It is time to, we, we need to take a quick break and we're gonna continue this conversation and, and, and take more of a, a little more of a look at um, what does this, what do these personality types mean and what does God have to say about this in uh, in his word? You're listening to the Coffee Hour for Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Hi, this is Pastor Mark Azil, the LCMS Director of Campus Ministry and the Chancellor of LCMSU, inviting you to join us right here on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. in the Student Union. If you can't make it, Student Union is always available as a podcast at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help. Wednesday afternoon at 2 on KFUO. LCMS Disaster Response and Training provides guidance and counsel to congregations seeking to show mercy to their neighbors before, during, and after disasters. From congregation preparedness to equipping volunteers in our Lutheran Early Response Team training, we can help you engage your community, particularly those who are suffering in any way with the love of Christ. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, keyword LCMS Disaster Response, or visit our website at lcms.org forward slash disaster. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa, host of Thy Strong Word, taking your questions as we go through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter. Let's read together with guest pastors from around the country and the church around the world, taking chapters and verses together in context, every passage fitting together in the Lord Jesus, because He is the Word of God. Let's read together. Thy Strong Word, weekday mornings at 11 on Worldwide KFUO. Underwritten by Lutheran Heritage Foundation, lhfmissions.org. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday. We're talking about personality types and 
what that means, especially in the midst of this pandemic as well. And what does God's <laughs> word have to say about that? We're talking with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman on our usual Mental Health Monday segment here. Uh, before we went to break, Heidi, you were talking about um, what that, what, what does this, this whole personality type labeling thing mean um, in light of how God views us and, and how he uses our unique personalities or gifts or however you want to, to phrase that. Um, how does you shared a great article with with us with Sarah and I before the um, uh, before the program on personality types and what what this means for St. Paul as well. How does God address these issues, these personality types or preferences in St. Paul? Yeah, I thought this article was uh, really insightful. It was from my MediShare blog because my husband's on Concordia Plans and we have MediShare as our provider for me and the kids. And I have no opinion for that. And that's not an ad for any of that. But I thought it was really insightful. Uh, in Philippians 4, we tend to hear this verse a lot. Um, not, not that I am speaking in need of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. You know, so this is that really famous, if you go to Philippians 4, 12 and 13, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And that's a little bit of a different translation. So you might have heard um, a different one, but that's the ESV. And so this idea that we're called to be content is, I think, a really hard one for us to face, no matter how mature we are in faith. You know, I think right up there with patience for me is contentment. And we see it as this uh, really difficult challenge that we'll never quite get to. And while that is true, I think there is a place to understand. We talk about dualities a lot on here, so we need to enter into a duality with this, is that there is a place where we will not feel content this side of heaven. You know, uh, the restoration of Christ when he comes back for us, that is true contentment in its fullest form. And that will be a miraculous thing. You know, the feast of the lamb that we sing about, it's not just awesome for its joy, but it's awesome in all those other ways too, in peace and contentment. Can you even imagine as I say that, what that will be like to just not have to shudder at the world ever again? Like I just can't even, that makes me so excited. But then there is a place because we have Christ now, because we have the Holy Spirit living in us now, there is a place for contentment in our lives now. And we, we wrestle with this. I know I, I can't stop with the dualities, but we hold it in two ways, like both having it in our hand because it's a reality in Christ Jesus. This is something like blessing that he hands me. It's not something that I'm going to work toward. And I think that's actually something that we do with contentment and especially with our personality types that we uh, make it worse because we're just striving and striving and striving to be this better version of ourselves. And in reality, contentment is something Christ brings. It's not something I'm working for. And I think St. Paul here in Philippians is making a proclamation uh, of what he's been given by the Holy Spirit and by Christ in him. And then the other part of that, though, is that we are learning. And so he says, like, I 
I know I, I'm, I'm learning how to be brought low. I'm, this is something that I'm engaging in. And so we can also be in that space, whether we're introverted or extroverted or amniverted, that we can be, as this article says, content overted. You know, we are, um, we, we might be called to be a little bit more extroverted than that's comfortable for us, but we can do it because we have Christ in us, welling up and giving us the strength we need. You know, the next verse in Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And so I kind of wonder for the listener in particular, and maybe for you two, as our guinea pigs, what is the places and spaces in life, and even now in the coronavirus that you feel most uncomfortable in that you would kind of subscribe to your personality type, you know, what are the places that you don't really want to enter into or the conversations that you'd rather not be a part of, or, um, you know, whether that looks like public speaking or whether that looks like uh, connecting personally with a certain <clears throat> kind of personality or something like that. But how is God filling you for what you need to go forward. You know, he is the one who brings contentment and that circumvents, if you will, every personality type. Absolutely. Yeah. Even thinking about the things that make me uncomfortable makes me uncomfortable. So uh, <laughs> good point. Good point, good point. I mean, <laughs> uh, so is, is contentment a, a feeling or is it a state of being? Yeah, I think it's both. I mean, really, it's, I think that's so hard, right? And you're always going to get the both and answer from Heidi with biblical things mostly. (laughs) And I think this is something we've struggled with in the church because we as Lutherans especially tend towards state of being answers, uh, which is true because that's the really the foundational answer is that anything in me is Christ. That's good. And so this certainly applies to this. But we can experience that, I think, and engage in it or not engage in it. And so this is all happening inside of me in the way that the spiritual warfare and battles and all that is happening around me. There's a lot about life that I just don't see. And spirituality, especially God, is impacting me and the world around me in ways that I can't always see. And so I can choose to take a minute of awareness in that or I can choose to ignore it because it either makes me uncomfortable or I get too busy. Uh, We have a million myriad of reasons we don't, you know, engage. And so the problem comes, and the reason I think in Lutheranism we lean more toward uh, that state of being is because when we get lost in the feeling idea, then we start to base ideas off of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. We start to uh, judge ourselves and judge God uh, inappropriately because we see him as unfaithful, because we don't feel it. And in reality, that's not ever the basis of our faith. Instead, uh, those are kind of nice bonuses. You know, God does so much more. And scripture talks about he gives more grace. So when we do feel it, when we do have an experience of that contentment where it kind of washes over us, you can probably feel that when I say that uh, it washes over us. That's going to be a momentary experience of the state of being that we have in Christ Jesus. Does that make sense? Yeah. That was really deep. <laughs> Just let it, let it wash over you, Andy. <laughs> well, and with, uh, sorry, we only have about a minute left. <sighs> uh, um, I just, 
how does what we've learned today then impact how we care for our neighbors, especially those closest to us, you know, those whom we're mm -hmm. staying at home with? Um, mm -hmm. How does it impact, especially if they have different personality types from us, or maybe if they have the same personality type, how does that shape how we care for our neighbors closest to us? Yeah, I would say two things. Number one, let people be who they are. You know, a God sees us and loves us anyway. And so I think we're called as humanity to let people be themselves and not expect them to be the other version that we want them to be. Uh, so if they're introverted, especially in marriage, I think this becomes really clear, but in any of our relationships, uh, just let them be themselves and learn more about who that person is instead of trying to change them into who you want them to be. Uh, and then the second half of that is spend some time diving into who they are, you know, spend some time becoming self-aware, but also others aware. And that will just help relationships not only have a, a firmer foundation for what they're there for, which is knowing one another, not doing stuff for each other, uh, but it'll also help us grow in ways that I think God will surprise us with. Contentrovert. Uh, Deacon is Heidi Gaiman. Thanks for joining us for Mental Health Monday. Always good to chat with you. Have a great week. See you next time. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere.